Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. What's up, Browns fans? This is Kylie from Canton, Ohio. Let's kick this off. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast brought to you by Manscaped, your leader in below-the-waist grooming. We want to give a big thank you to Kylie for that awesome intro. Probably the best one we've got so far. Uh, I think she holds a special place in Justin's heart. Absolutely. <laughs> She's uh, a super fan. Yeah. If you'd like to get an intro on the show, head to thedogspodcast.com. Click the link at the bottom of the page. Leave us a voicemail. Uh, you can either leave us an intro or just some thoughts that you want to get on the show. Today, we're going to dive into some of the top edge rushers and corners in this year's draft uh, and also do a second mock. But the fir- uh, first, I got to remind you guys to check us out on Facebook. Please share the episode. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and please subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you tap that notification bell so you can stay up to date with all of our new content. Lastly, you can head over to Apple, Google, or Spotify, subscribe. And if you like what you hear, leave us a uh, five star review, maybe even leave us a, a short written review. I think we got one. So right now we're averaging one <laughs> per year. So we kind of want to step up our game in that department. So if you could do that, that would be awesome. Yeah, help us out. And we've got a contest going on with the Northwest Group. As the number one throw manufacturer in the United States, the Northwest Group continuously produces new, innovative, and exciting products for the majority of the world's most recognized and loved brands in sports, entertainment, and lifestyle. So go visit www.thenorthwest.com. Use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, and you'll get 25% off your cart at checkout. It's a pretty good deal. They've got some really cool stuff, so we're, uh, we've got some stuff here with them. Let me switch here. So we've got this cloud pillow, Brown's cloud pillow. It's pretty sweet. And then, I don't know, Blake, can you grab the, the Baker fleece there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we got a Baker Mayfield throw. Um, enter our contest, and you guys could win one of these two items. I got to say, um, entries have been a little bit slow the last week or so. So if you if you want to get your name or you know your hat in the ring for this, do it because there's a good chance you're going to win. Um, so you can either subscribe to us on YouTube, share our new episodes on Facebook, Twitter, and go to Apple uh, Podcasts and leave us a five star review. And each time you do one of those things, send a screenshot of that 
to thedogspod at gmail.com. And that's a new entry into the contest. So every week there's a new episode. That's new ways to enter, you know, Facebook, Twitter, uh, leave us a review. And I'm going to go ahead and up the stakes a little bit and say that if you leave us a five-star review, that's worth five entries into the contest. Oh, oh, we're, we're just getting willy-nilly right, with the baby. entries here. You, you know what? We're printing this money. We can do whatever we want. With it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Get yourself some Browns gear. Um, you know, it's easy. And we got this today's what the, almost the 50th episode. So you, if you like us on Facebook or, you know, even on YouTube, share 50 episodes to your Facebook page, you get 50 entries into this thing. It, you know, it takes two seconds. So, the, the pillow and the blanket is super nice. I know yeah. if I was allowed, I would enter the contest. <laughs> yeah, This is good stuff. So send that stuff to thedogspod at gmail.com. Get yourself entered in the contest. Yeah, Check out the Northwest group. Listener mailbag. So this is the listener mailba- uh, mailbag portion of the show, as you heard in our awesome intro. Uh, no no voicemails this week, but we did have a couple of comments from YouTube we pulled that we thought were worth discussing. This first one's from Ryan on YouTube. He says, my question for you guys is, do you feel like me and that this year's draft just doesn't mean as much because we are not in a wait and see type of team now? It's more we need proven. And if you could trade for a reasonable player for our first round pick who would you get mine would be previous defensive player of the year in new england patriots stefan gilmore best corner duo if you could have him with denzel ward so i guess we can kind of break this down in a couple sections okay so i have my guy if i'm going to trade the pick i kind of threw it at these guys earlier i would trade the 26 pick this year and even maybe a first round pick next year and i would call up minnesota and say hey we want daniel hunter and we want him bad. What do we got to do? So he was hurt last year, missed the season, but his previous two years before that, 14 and a half sacks both years. The guy's a stud. I think he uh, was number 40 on the top 100. Um, their defense was obviously not even close to what it should have been with him not there. Um, I think if you put this guy opposite Miles Garrett, um, our defense is scary good, like worst to first type stuff. Yeah. So I guess I'll kind of address this uh, in a couple of different sections. The first thing he said is, does, do we feel that the draft isn't as important because we're not in a wait-and-see mode right now? You know, we're not building. We're already kind of established. To me, it, it depends on what your goals are for this year. If, if you know, 12-6 and six in first round of the playoffs is okay, then, the, yes, the draft isn't as important. But for me, I think it's this year, maybe next year, it's Super Bowl. So, and I think – Maybe not the entire draft, maybe not all nine picks, but these first two, maybe three picks are extremely important for the Browns yep. this year. I think if you hit on these first two picks, it, it's, I mean, it's literally us, Bills, Chiefs, in the AFC, in my opinion. Yeah, and I, but, but what he's saying, too, though, you got to think, we're not in the wait-and-see type of situation with these players. We do need the proven talent. So if you're going to get a, if you're going to make a pick in the first round, it's got to be somebody you're very confident Day one, this guy's coming in, he's making a difference, whether it's starting right off the bat or at least, you know, projected to start at least halfway through the season. He's a consistent starter, contributor, whatever. Other, But if you don't have that kind of guy and say we are still sitting at 26, which none of us think we will be, if we are and there's not that guy there, then yeah, I think you talk about making a trade for that pick to get that proven talent. I'm 100% okay with trading the pick for a guy like that just yeah. because I'm on the record as saying – I think the draft is overvalued a lot of times anyways. I saw a stat yesterday between, I think, um, 
I think in like the last from 2009 to 2018 or something, the years might be wrong, but um, like 30 some quarterbacks have been taken in the top five of the drafts and Baker's the only one who's still on the original team. Saw that. Yeah, I did see that. And yeah. now I don't, you know, I don't know how precise my numbers are there. I'm having, I can't remember the meme, but it was something crazy like that. I almost couldn't even believe. Yeah. So all these guys come out and they're surefire, can't miss prospects and literally everybody's missed on them. So I'm much more of a proven commodity over potential guy. Yeah, and and going to his Marshawn Lattimore or not Marshawn? No, Stephon I know. Go Gilmore. ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, where oh, are you going? Spoiler with it? alert! Yeah. yeah, so going to Stephon Gilmore, I I know that he's been like elite of elite, but yeah. the dude's thirty years old, and we've already been linked to uh, Marshawn Lattimore, who's twenty four. I would put my trade on the Marshawn Lattimore tree if that were me. I think the only thing you have to worry about with Marshawn Lattimore <laughs> is he, when he was hanging out in Cleveland, uh, he kind of got caught up by the you know, the police in Cleveland. But I think if, you know, they work a deal out, you know, maybe the Haslam's can somebody work a deal make, out. Somebody makes a call. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want to speak for the yeah. Cleveland Police Department, but yeah. that evidence might get lost. Yeah. What gun? <laughs> what do you mean it wasn't registered? What do you mean it was stolen? <laughs> Who knows? The paperwork will all be found. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We unscratched off the serial marker. <laughs> they the traced it back number. to Justin Charles. It's crazy. <laughs> Navarre, Ohio. Send the address. I got you. <laughs> Just make it work. Yeah. Uh, so, again, you know, I think the draft is important, at least early in the draft. I think we all agree we're probably not going to make nine selections because I think, I mean, I don't know what you guys think. Out of this draft, even if we select six of them, do all six of those guys make the team? I yeah, mean, I, yeah, I guess yeah. it just they depends make the what team four, four or five guys make this team. I would say somewhere in that range. Yeah. So then, in my opinion, I mean, we, yeah, you we don't can need almost, nine. We can trade away almost half our picks this year to do what we need to do, in my opinion, and not lose, not lose anything. Right. Yeah. The only way that you would take all, if for some reason the Browns ended up taking all the, it's just because they couldn't find a trade partner that was worth it. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you know most of those guys aren't signing. Correct. In the later rounds. And, I mean, I think, and you see it so many times, too, um, that teams tend to, like, a lot of the guys that go undrafted are the guys that end up kind of making impacts on teams that get signed, you know, brought in just for a tryout after the fact, you know, a couple weeks down the road and somebody learns more about them. Oh, hey, we'll bring this guy in, then that guy's better than the guy you drafted in the fifth round. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how – it's an exciting time leading up here to the draft and then even post-draft to see what comes of everything. Do you have a guy that you like if they trade the first pick away? <sighs> I mean, there's a lot of guys out. You might get a guy that could be just as good that's still sitting out there in free agency. I don't know. I don't. I mean, obviously, we've talked about Lattimore would be nice to have. Hunter, I didn't really even think about Hunter until you brought him up. He's not happy. He's not and like, happy. And, and reading up kind of, I just saw the article too, like where they were saying, like, he wants out. He wants he, out yeah. bad. So, I mean, having somebody like that would be, I mean, a huge upgrade. I would I lose mean, my mind. Yeah. I would so. lose my mind. I really think the Browns are like a top-edge rusher in a uh, a corner to pair with Denzel away from being like, I mean, we were already like top five odds-on favorite to go to the Super Bowl. We add that kind of talent. I mean, quick stats here on Hunter. I mean, 2018, 14 and a half sacks. 2019, 14 and a half sacks. Yep. The dude's 26 years old. Fast, I mean, yeah. fastest uh, 50 sacks ever in history. Barry, let's go get him. All right, Justin, yeah, you have convinced so, Dean. Let's do yeah. it. 
Oh, hey, he's on track, and he missed the whole season last year, and he's still on track to be the fastest to 200 sacks. If he stays, I mean, no, that's outrageous. To 14 and a half sacks every year, it's just like, wow, who are you, Miles Garrett? I mean, what's what are we talking <laughs> about here? But whew. now, see, and there's a guy who was drafted in the third round. Yeah, yep they they drafted him the same draft as uh, Diggs. Like, wow, hey, they hit there. Yeah, Man. somebody give them uh, you know a high five out there in their uh, war room. It was right. Stefanski. He was yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, hope. I hope. All right. So the next comment that we wanted to go through, um, Duke from YouTube says, I've never heard Andrew Barry say that we don't value linebackers. He's heard reporters say it, but he's not heard Andrew Barry say that. And my response on YouTube to him was, Barry may never have actually said those words that we don't value linebackers, but like we've all talked before on this show, look at the actions, follow the money. Linebacker is not a primo position for this team or this organization. No. So just going back a little bit. So these first two were not buried, but they were still the Browns organization. 2019 spent a third round pick on Sione Takitaki. 2019 fifth round pick on Mac Wilson. And then we turn around the next year in 2020, we let Schobert and Christian Kirksey walk. 2020 third round pick on Jacob Phillips. This year, 2021, Anthony Walker, one year, 3.5 million. Malcolm Smith, comes back for one year, $1.2 million. And we're not heavily investing in linebackers in any way, shape, or form. No, not, I'm not saying that I love the philosophy because turns out I think if you have 10 really good guys on defense and one of them's awful at the 11th position, it's going to hurt your defense. As we saw last year, as Mac Wilson was just diving in air <laughs> all season. Yep. Um, but you also have to look, too, in this – Joe Wood's system now that we're getting him some of the players he wants. I mean, we might have seven DBs on the field when four yeah. linemen. Yeah. Right. You know, or the Anthony Walker at times might be the only linebacker on the field for the Browns. And that's why, you know, I know we did our first mock draft, <clears throat> excuse me, two weeks ago and we took Zaven Collins in the first round at 26. Um, you know, I've seen that mocked from some of the analysts, and then, you know, we got some people on YouTube saying, no, we're not going to take a linebacker. I don't think we will take a linebacker in the first round. I don't think we're going to make that heavy of an investment in that position. So if they take Collins or uh, the kid out of uh, Georgia, what's his name? Aziz. uh, I think that's more of a development Mm -hmm. as an edge rusher. I I think that the only way that the Browns would, is if they stayed at 26 and it was just, there was nobody else to take, and they couldn't find a, a suitable trade partner to either trade out of the first round, and they obviously couldn't trade up by, you know, to go get their guy. Is where you could see them maybe taking a Zayvon Collins just because it almost might force their hand of, like he's, well, he's like the best available. He's the best guy. Yeah, that type of a scenario. But, yeah, I don't think that they're going into the first round looking at linebacker. I, I like just, Phillips, too, a lot. I think Phillips is going to have a nice year. I, really I mean, hope so. I, I really hope. I mean, this front office just strikes me as, I mean, look what they did in free agency with John Johnson. It's like they, they knew who they wanted. Uh-huh. They had their guy, and they got him. So it would blow my mind if they don't have their guy right now on a board. They know we're going to do what we have to do to get this guy in the draft. Yeah, and right. for once in my life, I might not agree with the philosophy, but I trust our front office. It's weird to say. You know what I mean? Not and, normally, it. and normally it's like, I don't agree with what we're doing, and these guys are dumb as hell. <laughs> and like, well, what are we doing? You know, so th- this is a completely, I mean, it's uncharted territory for us, at least in our lives. 
Yeah, I think that, and what you kind of see is, you know, Andrew Barry in the front office, they're kind of going all in on what Joe Woods' defense, you know, he wants to do. I mean, we're banking on, you know, okay, hey, you know, Mr. Woods, we're giving you everything that you need to, you know, you didn't have the tools last year, okay, we'll kind of give you a pass because the defense was bad. So we'll give you a pass, we're going to give you, you know, we're going to go sign some free agents in the draft, this is where we're going to go. That's, I mean, he better perform, otherwise... If you got to start over with a new defensive guy who's okay, hey, I want you know four linebackers on the field. It ain't gonna work in Cleveland. No, not, no. not for the foreseeable future. He's this year's Baker Mayfield. Yeah, you know. So yeah. I I read a lot of things. Uh, you know, going to this offseason, when this front office and this coach came in, it, it was a two year plan. It was last year. It was we need to surround. Baker Mayfield with talent on offense. We need to bolster the line, give him these weapons, because if we really want to see where we're going to go as a team, we need to see if he's the guy. You know, Mm -hmm. I get the same feel this year. Now, you know, so last year they focused on offense, and then this year it was, okay, let's focus on defense. And and Joe Woods is an improvement year. You know, we're going to give him everything he needs to succeed, and if he can't do it this year, then I look for us to move off of him. And then if, you know, hopefully it improves the way that we want it to improve and we're holding the Lombardi trophy at the end of the year. Because I honestly feel that if, if we can just bring a top 15 defense to the table, we're going to be one of the toughest teams to beat. Oh, I agree. We said that about last year. Like, if we could have just been middle of the road on defense. but I think if we stay healthy, too. Because, yeah. man, Delpick, Greedy, Greedy Williams, like, the week, there's position pieces there. And we're just saying, you know, and we'll get into the draft, you know, the mock draft and everything. But if we go up and get a stud, shutdown guy or – a freak, you know, Ed Russer or something like that. Well, we're going to talk close. about some studs here yeah. in a minute. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, guys, it's getting warmer out. I don't know if you tell, but I'm starting to darken up a little bit. <laughs> getting a little bit of tan from my time outside. Flowers are blooming. The grass is growing, and it's time to chop the weeds. Thanks to our, thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped. You can trim your holes safely and efficiently. <laughs> I am talking about ball trimmers. So in case you're wondering, I'm definitely talking about ball trimmers. Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, have an exclusive offer for our audience. Use uh, code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, to get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the other 2 million men who trust Manscaped. They are here to make sure you are trimmed and spelling nice. After all, it's time for a little spring cleaning. Tell you what, I got my Manscaped shirt on today. Um, This thing is comfortable. Like, Go use the code and and get 20% off your shirt. Yeah. The boxers, the boxers are so comfortable. They yeah, are. super comfortable. And also, you know, if you're not a, a below the waist kind of guy, check out the Weed Whacker. Uh, yeah. Nose, nose, and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. I know I like being delicate around my holes, so no more gross <laughs> nose hairs flying in the wind. Okay. <laughs> What Zach? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Speechless. Yeah. So, get twenty percent off and free shipping with code Dogs D A W G S at manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off and free shipping with code Dogs D A W G S at manscaped.com. It's spring cleaning, baby, and your balls will thank you. Yes, they will. All right, let's get into these edge rushers. Awesome. So, you know. We're all super rich, so we got the you know our pro football focus uh, pulled up. <laughs> right. uh, so, you know, thanks to the sponsors. Now I'm just playing. <laughs> so what we want to do is we kind of want to preview. I think we we said we're going to pick the top four graded edge rushers and the top four graded cornerbacks, and we're just going to kind of give you the audience 
kind of just a little insight on each one of them quickly before we do a mock. Basically, what you can expect if the Browns were to draft one of these guys. Yep. And I, I think we all agree that at some point in this draft, we're going corner and edge, and good chance it's going to be one, two, two, one in that you know that way. So yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Without further ado. So I know, real quick, before we do dive into the list, I know what how PFF has these guys ranked and in you know the top four, but if you had your pick, like whatever it took, wherever we had to take the guy in the first round, who would be your target edge rusher in the first round? Justin, you got one? Yeah, I think, man. So if we stay at 26. No, 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 anywhere. Anywhere? You get your pick of the edge rusher. I think you, who got, do you, want? you have to go and get quitty pay but i think you're gonna have to go pay a lot for him yeah you're gonna have to pay at least a first which i mean the guy's a stud he's a freak everything you see about him freak he's you know scary scary talented all the attributes but then you know i look at where he's projected and i see uh, you know sometimes 10 uh eight then i see him i saw a mock draft today and he was at 25 and i'm like well i don't know what's going on anymore so (laughs) you know like so you know I guess I don't really have a guy that I would target per se. I have a guy I'm staying away from. Yes. Well, who's that then? Jalen Phillips. Okay. Yes. And it might, you know, he might be awesome and people might bite my head off for this and it's not his fault. But I just, I think these first two picks are too important for the Browns this year to draft a guy that was medically retired from football. You know, that's, a, that's an interesting point because I saw that comment on YouTube as well. And what you just said is so true. You know, the injuries aren't his fault. No, I'm not blaming him. I'm but, a walking and, and injury. And that's what the, that's what yes, the comment on YouTube was, is, hey, you guys are really being hard on injuries for these guys. It's not their fault. I know it's not their fault, yeah. but injuries, I mean, just look at it. Injuries, when, once they start, they don't stop for many players. There's how, very few that can how, overcome that kind of stuff. How did it work out last year for us with not an injury? very Oh, hey, well. Delpit went down. Yeah. Yeah, how'd that work mm-hmm. out? I just was at every Browns home game just saying all the worst words in the world, you know, like paying uh, swear jar money for my kids' college funds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Zach, you got one in the first round? I mean, I'd probably have to go with pay as well. Okay. But well why don't we I, just start just there? We'll, we'll talk about pay first because he's first on PFF. He's first in my heart. I, honestly, if I, I would pay for pay. I think we should start that movement in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Pay for pay. So one thing that makes me nervous about him, he's from Michigan. Yep. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, that but, means he's got a chip on his shoulder because he's sick of playing with Harbaugh. Yeah. Mm. Right. Uh, so biggest uh, pro football focus has the big, biggest strength at Twitch. So apparently he's a super good gamer. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and then uh, his biggest weakness is his pass rush, pass rush plans. So he's got a beefy edge build, thick legs, arms and core, a uh, handful for opposing tackles, able to sink low into contact, a lot of bull rush wins without much technique, distinct year-on improvement every season, shows he's committed to the craft. So when I'm reading some of these pros, the one thing that kind of sticks out to me is a lot of bull rush wins without much technique. If there's one thing I've learned is if you don't have good technique in the NFL, you're not going to do well. Correct. So I was reading an article. So actually, Pay has met with the Browns. Um, he talked about that. He said that actually when he's been watching NFL and trying to study tape on, you know, players that are in the NFL, he's been watching Miles Garrett because Quiddy Pay is 6'4", 270. And he said, you know, it's, it's difficult or it's tricky, I think is the word he said. Tricky for a guy my size to move the way that edge rushers need to move. And Miles is that kind of guy too because he's that big, he's that athletic, mm-hmm. he's kind of that freaky size. So he watches Miles and kind of studies his technique and the way he gets to the, to the quarterback. He, uh, He's 22 years old, so he's in that 
that age window that we like. Uh, he put up a four five four forty, and the big thing at his pro day that I really liked thirty six bench reps. Compared to some of the stats that I have on some of these other pass rushers that we're probably going to talk about here, that's that was big. Right, the dude is strong. Yeah, one of the biggest things that I saw is just his. Uh, he's been you know really graded well on his year to year improvement every mm-hmm. season. Correct. Um, you know he stuck it out. Every year at Michigan, he's not a guy that came out his junior year. He's he was a senior. Um, that he, you know, it shows that he's really committed to his craft. That he wanted to get better, and I think that they're still as good as he is. And you know, everybody's like, "Hey, he's just this freak talent, freak athlete." There's room for him to still grow yeah. and get better. Um, and I think a guy, if you were able to get him in Cleveland and you put him with a guy like Miles Garrett, Miles was able to, you know. It's kind of crazy that Miles is now going to be in like that mentorship type mm-hmm. role to somebody. If we were able to get a player like this, um, would only do wonders for pay. I agree with you, man. He's super uh, like undeveloped as far as his pass rush skills and his move sets and stuff like that. I thought it was funny. I was reading like his bio, and it said in high school he played quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and linebacker. And I was like. He must have been the best kid on the team. Right. <laughs> that team, right. that team had a bunch of He played baseball. He was shortstop, yeah. pitcher, yeah. catcher, uh, outfielder. Yeah, he was third in the lineup. Yep. Led third the team in coach. home runs. <laughs> he was also a water boy, drove yeah. the kids to practice. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but um, I mean, what we what you talked about him getting, you know, sticking out each year and getting better each year mm-hmm. and constantly improving. I mean, his, his PFF grades. 2018, 71.1. 2019, 80.9. Then 2020, 86.3. Like, constantly improving. And in 2020 here, he only played four games. Yeah. Had two sacks in those four games. I mean, I don't know. I, I just, he's got such great potential. Yeah, he's got a lot of potential. The only thing that would kind of worry me is, much as we're saying that there's a lot of room to grow, it's kind of worrisome that there still is a lot of room to grow to have because if the Browns are going to get this guy, yeah, you're not getting that. You're not going to get him at 26. No, I don't you got to move. No, you're up. Gonna have to move top up. 15. Yeah, so you got to move. You got to move up to get him. Um, so you're going to have to spend a little bit. You know how much room will he have to go? Did he get by in college because you know he's more athletic than the lineman standing across from? Well, there's not that big of a gap when you're NFL teams. Uh, you know, you're going up against the best of the best, you yep. know, regardless if the team's crappy or not. You're still going up against NFL caliber linemen. I agree. It's a little bit different than just being able to say, well, I'm just more athletic than you. Well, so I think, you know, we'll kind of, we don't want to spend a ton of time on uh, one player. Right. But we'll kind of transition into the next guy. Maybe somebody who has, the Browns maybe have a little bit more realistic uh, chance to trade up and get, maybe not to go quite as far, is Jason Oa 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 out of uh, Penn State says he can't keep players with Oa's level of freakish tools away from the quarterback. He's only scratching the surface. His biggest strength is juice, and his biggest weakness is passiveness. Passiveness to me, we heard that a lot about Miles Garrett. We did. We you know, did. oh, this guy likes dinosaurs and poetry. He can't play football. <laughs> well, it turns out he, he, he's pretty good at, Yeah, he know. Hits, hits guys over the head with a helmet. Yeah. yeah. I don't like yeah. poetry, but I sure love Jurassic Park. So, I mean, I, <laughs> there you go, baby. Yeah. I'm with you, dog. I so, get it. Jason always, he came in at 6'5", 250, 22 years old. Uh, pro day, 4'3", 940. So, he's quick. <sighs> Fast. Only 19 bench reps compared to the 36 that Pay put up. But he had a 34-inch vertical broad jump of 10 feet, 6 inches. So, 
He's a, he's an athletic freak. No, yeah. absolutely. You know, bench press obviously helps helps with locking out uh, the you know using your hands in yeah. defense. You want to lock them out, keep them off your body. But all your power and your speed that that's in your lower body. Sure, so if you the can dude doing these you know crazy freakish broad jumps and stuff like that. The dude's explosive. And I mean, a lot of it too. If you think about these edge rushers, it's not coming into contact or as little contact as possible with those tackles. Get underneath and around them. Yeah, I mean, look at Miles' go to move is like yep. that. That dip and rip where his yeah. shoulders his go to move is usually offsides, but yeah, I see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so some of the things about OA physically different uh, type of get off speed that you don't see in every draft class eats up options as the unblocked man can chase down running backs from behind. To me, that's a big thing. We see TJ Watt do that yes. all the time. Uh, frame built to play off the edge, ultra lean, long, two hundred fifty two pounds. So definitely a different build than a uh, pay uh, changed man in use of leverage in 2020 fired into blocks much better in the run game. So that's something I kind of like to see too, is you can be great, you know, at pass rushing, but the best way to stop a great pass rusher, they say is to run at him. So if you're a great pass rusher, but you can't stop the run, well, guess what? You're going to see a lot of in that game. Mm-hmm. You're going to get about 20 halfback dives right at your face. Yeah. You better be able to stop the run. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's, what's crazy about, this guy is, he didn't start playing football until his junior year of high school. That was when he, that's when he, you know, he was a basketball um, player, you know, throughout his youth and then even into high school. And then they, he ended up switching um, to play football his junior year. And then he obviously redshirted in 2018, um, only played 65 snaps at Penn State, then played 332, 347 the next two years. Um, that this guy's still pretty green too. And we're talking, you know, First round talent, and this guy's been playing football for five years. That's it. He had such a good pro day. I read um, that they're saying now they think he's going to be like a top fifteen pick. Pro they're, day, pro day was good. They had, he had a a top five like ranking type of all players pro day kind of deal. They're comparing. I mean, PFF is comparing him to Montez Sweat, yeah. who's well, no slouch. No, I mean his grades improved each year. Went from sixty seven point eight to seventy four point six to this past year eighty five point three. The only knock on him, at least statistically from this past year, is you no. Know, he played seven games in twenty twenty, but he had no sacks. So for me, edge rushing that's a little concerning. Yeah, it's like the no hundred yard games for. Uh, uh, DPJ, yeah. And, you know, we liked what he did last year, but not if we would have drafted him in the first round. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So that's a little bit a concerning because it's college. I mean, if you're not getting – if you're not making sacks in college, these these NFL tackles are, are right. legit. Right, yeah. You're really going to struggle when you get to the next level. Um, so I, I, I think that this guy um, wouldn't be – I know that they got him ranked second um, – I'd go up and get Quiddy Pay. I probably wouldn't spend too much to go up and get away. Um, yeah, away here. Just my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, who we got? Anything else on away? I think we're good. I'm, yeah, that moves us into Aziz Ujulari. Uh, this guy's projected, uh, you know, first round. Says Ujulari flat out knows how to get to the quarterback. He's one of the most advanced pass rushers in the class. To me, like I already like that. Yeah, doesn't mm-hmm. require a ton of coaching. Yep. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, I'm just going through his grades here. I mean, 18 was a 60.1. Then he bumped up the year later to 78. And then this past year, he got graded out at a 90. Now, I could be wrong, but he played linebacker for Georgia, correct? And they're talking about he's going to have to be – I don't think there's a lot of development, but I've seen that 
that would be the transition for him to be an edge. That's true. I guess this is pass rusher. So I, right. I yeah. But yeah. I did see that he said, Hey, it'd be sick to play with miles Garrett. Now I like, I don't know if you're just throwing that out there. Cause I'm pretty sure that would be a nice lineup on the other side of a guy like Miles Garrett, right. but yeah, I don't said, know. If, they said he's a true bend the edge speed rusher, has yeah. the kind of athleticism that makes you think he can get away with it, despite being listed at only 240 pounds. Yeah, so over his three year span, you know, most of his snaps I got. I'm looking at here. Um, he was outside to tackle for almost all of them. So last year he was he only played seven snaps off the ball, um, 18 over the tackle, 350 outside tackle. So, I mean, he's playing out there on the edge, and mm-hmm. yeah, he uh, everything that you read on him pretty much says um, he's got that first step that he's going to be able to get around you and bend to get around you. They got him compared to uh, Yannick Ngakwe, which we kind of oh. were after last year, and that's kind of his game. He's not a right. power bull rush you, push your you know, tackle into the quarterback type of a guy. He's a quick move and I'm by you type of a person. Um so, I mean, it'd be exciting to have this type of a guy on the other side. It, you know, that is quick enough that you know that the opposing line is really going to have to pay attention to and make sure that they handle him. You know, we've been so used to over the years that my, now with Miles Garrett that they can just triple team him and get away with it because the rush on the other side. Olivier Vernon kind of showed some strides there towards the end of last year before he ended up getting hurt of what that could be like. Mm-hmm. Like, man. You know, we're missing that. One thing that I do know, just going through analysis and reading, you know, these analyst uh, takes and everything, that the younger you have your, call it a breakout, you know, campaign, or you start to break out in college, the younger your age, the more that translates to NFL success. This guy has obviously had a breakout in college. He's 20 years old. He'll be 20 years old at the draft. He won't be 21 until June. So, I mean, he's a young guy coming into the league. And we don't have to... And not like he might go before 26, but there's a chance he might slip to us. We're not at breaking 26. the bank if we yeah, got to move up to get him. We could just take him at 26. Or 23 or, or, or two yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. One thing that concerns me, it says one year wonder that it was almost always fresh, didn't play more than 52 snaps in any game. Do we want a guy who's not going to play, who's only going to play 70% of the snaps, 50% of the snaps? And we got, we got uh, you know, Porter Gus and stuff ready to go. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, for rotating with Tack, McKinley, Porter Gustin, I don't know. I guess. And, and, you know, know, if he's going to be a pass rush specialist, then, you know, maybe we only need him on 50 snaps. You know, third downs, big fourth downs. Yeah. Last couple minutes of the fourth quarter, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. I think that, yeah, I I get what you're saying, though. You you know, when you're picking this guy, you're wanting a guy that's out there a majority of the time. I mean, there was sometimes, you know, kind of before maybe last year that we were kind of, at times that way with Miles Garrett, you know, to where we were like, hey, you know, and then last year he got COVID, and then you knew when he wasn't on the field. So oh, you yeah. want, you know, hopefully all that's fixed, and we don't got to worry about that he's only playing 60% of the snaps and not in there in the fourth quarter when we need him mm-hmm. type of things. Um, but, yeah, that would be a concern. I think that would be a concern as well to try to get him up to that speed. Well, so we'll move into the last guy, you know, the fourth-ranked guy here. Jalen Phillips, the guy I said I'd stay away from out of Miami. Uh, Fizzly, it's all there to be a tier one edge rusher in the NFL. His injury history and late breakout will scare teams early, though. He's projected uh, late first, early second. To me, what what really stinks is this guy's injury history because other than that, we're probably talking about him as maybe the, the number one graded guy. Oh, yeah, I don't even think we could be talking about him as an option for the Browns. 
if it weren't for the injury history. Yeah, and it you know because he would t- he would go so high in the draft. And it's one of those it's the risk reward thing. Do you do you risk it and you you get him and then he doesn't get hurt again and he's a perennial Pro Bowler? You know, it just scares me. Do we pass on the guy and he goes to the Ravens, you know, and then we <laughs> yeah. got to play against yeah. him for, for the next decade. 10 years yeah. and he just torments us? Or do we take him and then in training camp, you know, he gets another concussion? Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of – Yeah, I'm with you, Blake. As talented as this guy may be, and he – and. Maybe if I don't know, what if I told you, you know, yep, Blake, you're going to get him for your Super Bowl window two years, but then he's done. If if you get to, if you tell me he's going to stay perfectly healthy, not miss any games the next two years, I'd take him. Yeah, I think he would make that kind of an impact. Um, says uh, so that that the thing that kicked it all off, I guess, was he was hit by a car while riding a scooter. Yeah, he had wrist and head injuries. You know, he had to retire from college football for a year that just that just scares the heck out of me especially when we're talking about when now we need proven guys that can come in and we can just hit the ground running yeah go ahead i was gonna say i what i kind of really want best case scenario for the browns draft night this guy's gone by the time we pick so we don't have to worry about it so we don't have to make that (laughs) tough decision you know if somebody takes him before us and he's awesome you know there's nothing we could do about it if if we don't take him and don't the ravens pick right after us yeah, I'm pretty sure they yeah. do. They, they pick do. right after us, and then there's a couple situations where they'll pick, pick right, right before, before us later. Yeah. In the you know draft. what I mean? So if we pass on this guy, and the Ravens yeah. take him with the very next pick, and he dominates us for the next ten years, we are going to be screaming about it. Browns fans, <laughs> it's going to be awful. And I, so I, I just hope he's gone before we pick. So, dude, what were you going to say? So Justin? All I was going to say is uh, I agree with you, Blake. I don't. I, how many times have we missed on picks? How many first round picks do we have to miss on? To go, oh, hey, I just feel like there's too much risk. Now, he might be a stud, but that's great. Let some other team figure that out. I think if you take a guy from Miami, you take Gregory Russo. He's he's like, go ahead, bro. I I was going to say thank you because I wanted to at least throw an honorable mention in here to uh, Phillip's teammate, Gregory Russo, who I think would be a much better fit for the Browns. Absolutely. I took down some notes here. So he's 6'6", 260, 21 years old. He ran a 4'6", 840, so not the fastest. Had a 30-inch vertical, 21 bench reps. Uh, broad jump was nine feet seven inches, but the big thing is, as a redshirt freshman, he had sixteen yep. sacks. And when they asked Miami head coach Manny Diaz, he said, "If you look at his sacks, they were high motor sacks where he was coming off a block, getting quarterback on the ground that was trying to scramble out of there." Uh, Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. He was a, he has a unique set of skills, and that makes him very valuable. I think that head coach praise and that kind of analysis of getting off blocks, getting after a quarterback who's trying to escape the pocket and move around that could be. That could be huge for the Browns. I mean, we're talking not just Lamar Jackson, but we're going to face guys like Patrick Mahomes, oh, yeah. Josh Allen, Aaron I mean, Rodgers. Every, every quarterback, at least, well, yeah, but at least in the yeah. AFC that oh, we're yeah, going to yeah, have to yeah. go through to yeah. get to a Super Bowl, Absolutely. these quarterbacks are moving. Yep. I So when I was researching this guy on the previous episode, if he would have came out last year and not opted out this year, he would have been a top five pick. Right, and that was our one Delta, knock you know. was, okay, so he – he opted out of 2020. Yep. He's only had one year of experience. It seems like he's got this big talent, big potential, but I don't know how NFL ready he's going to come because mm-hmm. of that lack of experience. But mm-hmm. man, Again, the production is just stupid. And if we don't, if we don't have to trade up to get this guy, if he falls to us at 26, or to, right. or I mean, I don't want the Browns to do it, but if they're confident and we trade back, two or three, still get yeah. yeah. Russo right. would be kind of my ideal. Like if they want to go hard after a cornerback in the first round. 
kind of come back late first or early second and grab Russo if he's yes. slipping. Yep. That would kind of be my my situation with him because I, I think he could slot in to be that opposite miles guy that and we're looking and we for. We talked about this uh you know before we came on the show. We're perfectly okay with giving away the house to make sure we hit home runs on these first two picks. Yeah, if you've got your guys and you know who you want, we don't need we've talked about it. we don't need nine picks in this draft. And to be honest, we don't need, you know, nine picks next year. Nope. Or whatever we got. Get next your year. guys. Yeah. Get your guys. So all right, well, you know, that was the the edge rushers. So we're gonna fly through the corners real quick so we can get to our mock. Um, because I think we can all kind of agree the two biggest needs for the Browns are edge and corner, especially, you know, not knowing what we're going to get out of uh, Greedy Williams. And knowing that the injury history is there with Greedy and Denzel, we need something. we yeah. got to get a guy. So we'll move into the corners here. Uh, Top-ranked corner in the draft, Patrick Sertain, cornerback out of Alabama. I think the biggest thing I saw of this guy is – Super rare for Alabama. This dude started as a true freshman. Yep, that's what I saw. I was like, man, imagine all the talent that those that that college program brings in. This guy just came in and started immediately. And yep. here's what: there's not a more technically advanced and consistent cornerback in the draft. Corner is all about technique. You're going against wide receivers who are running four three forties, and you know can cut on a dime. Some of them are huge, and they and they run like gazelles. You have to be technically sound. To be able to play to match up with these guys, um, what's I mean to go up and get this guy? We're gonna have to give up first. This world. is this would be the you got to yeah give up a whole ton to go get him. I mean he's got great size. This guy's six two, yep. two hundred pounds. I think you have to give up. So I think he's gonna end up going around nine, ten, eleven somewhere yep. around. I think the Cowboys probably can take him. Yeah, I, I mean, think they could use him. I think he could potentially go starting around seven. Yeah, seven absolutely. In that, that's yeah, where especially that range with. Carolina. I mean, know, we talked over. about, we think, yeah. you know, probably five quarterbacks going in that top 10. Like you said, just said, Carolina's already made they, their move for a quarterback, yeah. so they're not looking for a quarterback in this draft. I mean, I wouldn't think so. But So, I think you have to give up 26. You probably have to give up a first next year, and then you probably have to give up, what, uh, another third or fourth or something. Like, I mean, that's a big jump, 26 to... I'm, I'm seeing him mock to the Cowboys quite a bit at yeah. 10, yep, but I don't think he makes it to 10. I don't... I don't I think if he gets drafted and you're really serious about going up, then you have to start making some phone calls to whoever's next on the board. Like, mm-hmm. hey. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he played 1,536 coverage snaps in his career. Um, that's the most in college football in three years. You know, it's not a guy that's had, you know, really any injury concerns that you'd have to worry about bringing no. in that we just keep seeing in our secondary. Yep. Uh, we love Denzel Ward. But, I mean, Blake called him hospital board at one point this season. You know, we really like what he does on the field. But, man, it'd be nice to just know that you got a guy that you're going to get. And he comes in and starts. Games out of. Yeah. He starts immediately. And like, like you. Um, think about what that does to your secondary. If you add, so you got Denzel, mm-hmm. you bring in Sertain, you still have Greedy, you got. Uh, Johnson. Johnson. Troy uh, Hill. Troy Hill. You got a bunch of guys in your secondary. We haven't that even you can mentioned Delpit. Yeah, right. And I think that's one of the another trait that we're going to need to be looking for as far as a cornerback goes, especially if we're going to trade up and invest heavily in one of these guys. You got to get somebody with that fight mentality. I want somebody who's just gritty out there. And get after it and don't be passive. You know. And we th- talked about a lot with the edge rushers. A lot of these edge rushers sound like. They need some development. There's they got, work they to got be tools, done. but they're none, they're not finished refined products. This guy's about as finished as they come. Yep. 
You know what I mean? I mean, this is a pu- plug-and-play day yep. one starting quarterback in the NFL. I, I'm giving up. I'm willing to give up, and we're going to get into the mock draft here in a minute. I mean, I, I'd do whatever it takes. And I don't know if it's literally possible to do it. Yeah. Because no GM is going to just be like, here, take all my future picks. Sure. But, you sure. know, in my mock drafts, I will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't worry about it. But yeah. I, I don't know. You say they don't come as polished as this guy, but I don't know, Justin. You might have something to say about guy number two here. Yeah. My, I, I literally would, be, I say if Sertain goes off the board, which I think he'll go off the board first, I think you make a call and you make a serious, serious push for JC Horn. I, the, everything I've seen on him, I wasn't even really that hip to him until about three weeks ago. And a guy I work with, he says, Hey, man. We should, we should be kind of crazy and go after J.C. Horn. J.C. Like, Horn out of South Carolina. Yeah. Yep. I'm like, all right, you know, let me look up some things. So the guy, every little bit of tape you watch, he's just super shut down, aggressive. Um, he uh, He's the son of uh, Joe Horn, who's a you know wide receiver in the NFL. Cell phone guy. Cell yeah. Phone. <laughs> yep. Um, let me just read, like, a couple little stats from their pro days. Certain against J.C. Horn. It's because they're pretty evenly matched. But Sertain ran a four four six, JC Horn four three nine. Um, arm length, he was uh, a quarter of an inch longer. The uh, wingspan's a little bit lower for JC Horn, but broad jump was farther, and then vertical jump was higher. So I mean, I think Sertain's going to go off, and I don't think that you're losing that much to JC Horn. I think he's he's this, another guy that comes in and starts, and he has the mindset and the physical traits to be a shutdown guy. What I like, I mean, PFF here has got it written up. He wants to physically challenge every receiver he faces. Yep. I mean, th- this guy doesn't back down from anybody. I mean, and that's the kind of mentality that we just, we need that on our defense in Cleveland. We're talking about the edge rushers going after, you know, these quarterbacks. Well, think about the receivers that we have to face. We need a guy like this. I mean, the Steelers might not have a quarterback, but they got a lot of good receivers. You know, the Bengals. Chase Claypool is a, a physical, yep. just monster out there. And you got a guy that can go out and ask the guy he beat up. Yeah, I was going to say he's a physical <laughs> bar fighter. <laughs> uh, so we're going to, you know, we'll move off that. We'll move in real quick here to Greg Newsom the second out in Northwestern. Uh, so this is why I think it's important for the Browns. If they want to go corner, they need to jump up and do what they got to do to get one of those two guys because – third-ranked pro football focus corner mocked in the third round. Right. So, I'm much deeper at edge than we are at corner. Yeah, and the way PFF has this ranked, I don't personally agree with it. I do not see Greg Newsom as the third-ranked. I do believe Caleb Farley is, and I do believe that Asante, Asante Samuel Jr. is ahead of Greg Newsom as well. I agree. Absolutely. Um, but we can talk about Newsom for a quick second if you want yeah. to go over some of his stuff. My only thing with Newsom is, so, and it's not really a knock on him, but so he played in the Big Ten, so he only played six games. But we said, who did he go against? Other than Ohio State, where's the where's this talented wide receiver that he's shut down? Now, like, he shut people down. He had 12 catches. Uh, it was 12 catches on 34 targets. He was shut down as they get. But, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, just, I mean, I'm not you, sold. If you go by his game-by-game grades, he only – Graded over 80 once this past season. It was against Wisconsin. Everything else was sub 80, you know, grade. It, you know, he played Nebraska, Purdue, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Illinois, and Ohio State. So, so I mean, yeah, it, it this one, if we, I wouldn't move up, you know, this is almost like you settled and you had to 
you really wanted a cornerback and you settled for Newsom. It's kind of how I feel with this guy. Yeah, I agree. And I know I'm just I'm just going to jump around here real quick because Asante Samuel is listed at five on PFF, but I, I broke him down this morning when I was doing some research, and I don't know, man. He's starting to get a little place in my heart. I mean, he's 5'10", 184. He's 21. He ran a 4'4", 540 at his pro day. But what I like is the progression that I was seeing in his stats. So he gave up six touchdowns in 12 games as a freshman. And then that dropped down to he only gave up two touchdowns in 2019 in 12 games. And this past year, he played eight games, only one touchdown that he gave up. I mean, he moved from 432 yards to 179. Or I'm sorry. Yeah. In 2020, gave up, only gave up 179 yards on 19 receptions. I mean, he's showing improvement each season as he's going along. And then the, the thing that I liked in his interview on his pro day, they said, where should you play in the NFL? And he said, I've played outside all my life. I feel like I'm a dominant corner on the outside. I'm the same size as Jair Alexander. Size doesn't matter. It's about the heart and dog mentality on the field. And like for that. me, I, I read that as D-A-W-G dog. So. Yeah. <laughs> so with Asante Samuel, the one knock that I have on him was the one, you know, big name team that he went up against this year was Notre Dame. Was his big team, and he graded it at a 56 mm. against Notre Dame. That was, it. that was like, the biggest knock. Everybody wants to talk about his size. I mean, he's 5'10", right. you know, 180 is kind of where he's at. You know, so he's not the biggest guy, but we've seen, I mean, Denzel Ward's not the biggest guy either. Right. You and know? he gets hurt all the time. That's true. <laughs> this right. is true. But the, so, like, with Samuel, this is where if you're going to go up and try to get some sort of edge rusher early, right. this would kind of be the cornerback to maybe get early second if he's slipping, but this is not the guy you trade up for. No. I agree. I yep. think we've already talked about those yep. two guys, and that's probably the end of that list. Can we throw one more guy out there? Absolutely. So a guy is. that I – he's risky, okay? He's yep. very risky, and he's going to slip, I think. So Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech, he sat out 2020, and then he had a neck procedure done that kept him out of his pro day. They're saying he's going to slip a lot. He missed his freshman year to an ACL tear, so there's a lot of injury concerns. But they said excellent closeout speed. He's 6'2", 207 pounds, um, and uh, he's a stud. His passer rating going against him was 26.8. I mean, the guy is shut down. I don't think that you'll have to put that much stock. I mean, you could get him, what? Second, third. I don't know how far this guy's going to fall. I don't think he's not. Gonna I don't think he's going to fall. No. He's mocking Second. the first. Really? I, I think that he's the perfect prospect for a team that wants to try to build for the future next yep. year, the year after. Yep, he's a good guy to draft because he doesn't come in with a ton of experience. Opted out of twenty twenty. He's got the injury history, which mm-hmm. I'm sorry for the Browns, it's especially at that freaking position. We don't need more injury yep. history. Yeah. <laughs> We just don't need it. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm big on that. He's, like, I'm like, he's the type of guy, you know, they compared him to Jimmy Smith. Right. Who's no slouch. No, um, we know about him. Yeah, he's the type of guy that in two to three years, if he's in the if he would somehow find his way in our division, he'd be a problem. Yep. Uh, I mean, it, but I, yeah, I agree with you, Justin. I think, you know, it would be a, if he slipped and he fell to the right spot, would you maybe take the risk on him? Yeah, that's the thing. Injury history, you know, injury concern is always a thing, but it's less of a concern for me in the second round than it is if we're drafting in the top half of the first round. Well, what if it's end of the second round and he's still there? Do we say, hey, you can take, you know, what is it, our second, third or something like that mm-hmm. and go up back into the second round and then you take – 
a first and two seconds. And I mean, so you're losing some picks, but you're solidifying position, especially if they, let's say they take a... How, how far do you think this guy's going to fall? I, man, I did a bunch of mock drafts, and he was never Justin's there Justin's taking him in round seven. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's going to be Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm just saying that like a lot of people are saying, hey, they're urging caution on him. They're saying he just had back procedure. I mean, and you like, all, and you see it, you do, you see it in the drafts, you know, where you're like, man, that guy just keeps falling yeah. and falling yeah. and falling. Aaron Rodgers. Well, yeah, I mean, so it could, it's possible, you know, it's possible that it could happen. Um, and maybe, you know, that, you know, if he's falling and you kind of see where the trend's going and the Browns haven't moved up and they're sitting at 26, they, maybe they take that edge rusher or something and mm. then they fall some more. Right. Yep. You know, well, are you guys ready to mock and see how? How this plays out? Let's mock. Yeah, let's move let's into some it. mocking. The dogs mock draft. Mock draft 2.0. We're going to run this thing a little bit slow, at least for the first round. Kind of see if there's a spot where we want to trade up, jump up, and take one of our guys. So I'll keep my finger over the pause button. Trevor Lawrence, that looks a little better. Pitts. Sewell, Jamar Chase, Trey yep. Lance, Mac Jones, Devonta Smith, Patrick Sertain. Okay. Stop. Pause. Do we want Horn badly enough that we're going to, as soon as Sertan is gone, go up and trade up and get him? So it just, I guess it depends. Do we think no other, a, a lot of quarterbacks still need to take, and what, only three quarterbacks have been taken so far? I No, they've quarterback, corner yeah. or quarter? Quarter. Quarterback, so we're there, I pretty saw, much all, all, all five of them Lance already. went, here, I can scroll back. Fields, up. Lawrence, yeah. and Trey Lance went, went Mac Jones went, yeah, five of them so five. far. Okay, so all the quarterbacks are gone, so you're going to start seeing some of the other positions come off. Waddle, yeah. Smith, Chase have already gone, so the wide receivers that are first-rounders, yeah, surefire first-rounders are gone. Eagles are taking Horn here, I bet. Uh, that would be my think, I, I, or what I'd think. Which means this. they're not going to trade with us more than likely. Well, I mean, they might if we... You know, spice the deal up or something. But if we just let this go, Horn's gone. I think so. we aren't there. How many edge rushers are we comfortable with? There's like four or five edge rushers we're comfortable with being yep. able to take, and we have a couple corners that we're kind of stashing in our back pocket. If we don't get one of the top two, if guys. we don't get one of the top two guys, you're, put it this you're, way: I mean, would you rather have J.C. Horn, or would you rather wait and maybe trade to twenty and get a quitty pay? I think we sh- I think we wait, and if we get to like pick. 15 and Horn's still on the board, then we revisit possibly trading. Okay. Okay, so, so we're going to let it ride. We're going to let it okay. ride. Okay. Keep that finger on that pause button. I will. He's so there's there. Harley's gone. Michael Harley's Parsons gone. goes. Pause All right, I'm going to pause it. There goes Adjulari. Let's we're go at up to 18. Let's go get I him. Definitely, yeah. So I if, think if Horn's would. still there at 18, you want to go grab him? I do. Yes. I do want to go grab him. Absolutely. Please. <laughs> Offer them something. All well, right. because yeah, if you look at that, you got one, two, three teams at the pick before the Browns that still have a cornerback need, with the Dolphins not being one of them. Mm-hmm. Did we uh, let it ride one more pick? No, because nah, I think you probably you got to get in front of the teams that got a pick, that want a corner because that team that needs the corner. If JC Horn's in there, they're not going to trade with you. Yeah, Chicago's, Chicago's going to take. Yeah. Yeah. Him for sure. So, so if I you think, want him, you got to go get him here. If that's the player you're saying you want in your first round, you'd have to go get him. So what are we giving? We're going to give him 26. 26. 
Just see if they'll so- swap that first, and if not, then sweeten the deal. <laughs> like they're not going to swap that. Come on, <laughs> listen. You low, you lowball them first, and you let them counter. You don't offer Jeez. your your hand. Yeah, but right we away. only get so many trade offers in this. Well, we'll adjust. <sighs> Fine, I'll, we're going to get going, the red. Just, Okay, so now I say we either tra- <laughs> I say we, we we throw in ninety one and maybe two fifty seven just because we know we do not need that pick. Okay, go okay. ahead. And what happened? Uh, you unpause it, bro. Did he get picked? <laughs> if he didn't get picked, we're even in. Hey, he didn't get picked, so we All can right. still do oh, it. go up to twenty now, or is that twenty one? Twenty one. Now okay. offer him just the twenty six. <laughs> I love it when a plan comes together. Yeah, right. Jesus. All right, yeah. so now I give them 91. 91. Yeah. Just, just 91. Hey, Take look him. at that. So we Take him. Take for him. Sure. JC. Even though if this was real life, I would not make a trade with the Indianapolis Colts. And neither would their fans. <laughs> <laughs> so we took Horn. Now right, who so. do we got coming off the board now? All right, so I'm going to hit resume for real this time. I'm a little sorry about that last one. Yeah, you saved it. us a pick, right? We almost, yeah, right? we almost murdered you, but hey, we still got our guy. <laughs> there goes Oway. Guess what? Guess who we would have got? 20 pay is gone. Ah, oh, 25. I was going to say Phillips 26. Gone. We could have Asham's gone. Rousseau is gone. Hey, let's stop it. Oh, did Aziz already go? Yes. Yep. Okay. All the edge rushers. So now we we're going into round two, and every edge rusher we talked about is gone. Okay. okay. So then let's revisit real quick. Let's just kind of, you know, pull up the big board. I do think edge or, you know, even uh, interior lineman. If there's not an edge that we think is good enough to warrant that pick. So PFF, the next guy's available based on their rankings, and I would not be going up in the early seconds to grab Ronnie Perkins, Peyton Turner. Uh, I know Joseph Asai is probably going to go here soon. That's kind of where that list ends okay. for let me. It, let, it, let it ride, man. Yeah. How far do we want to let it ride? All the way to 59? I mean, yeah, yeah. if there's nobody that we see that warrants moving up, we might as well uh, – I'd be okay if we let it ride and it. I don't know where Ronnie Perkins is getting projected, but like Ronnie Perkins, I'd be okay with. I watched him a, a few times. A projection. This year. Yeah. yeah. Get, hey, get, I'm get, I'm I watched throw, him a few times this year. He's, I'm going to throw a name out here. What about uh, Christian uh, Barmore, the interior defensive lineman out of Alabama? Okay. okay. I mean, I've heard he, good things. I mean, he's, he's by far the number one. Def- I mean, there's nobody interior even close defensive to him. lineman. There's nobody even close to him. I don't. No. I mean, I don't is know. That's, that's definitely a, a big team need. Is interior defensive line. We just lost oh, to Christian Barmore. Went off at oh, thirty-one yeah, to the Chiefs. Damn, I wasn't even paying attention. So, scratch that thought. My eyes stink. I can't even read that screen. And these oh. interior linemen, I wouldn't move up for any of these other guys right now. No. See, and this is where I almost would rather grab that edge in the first round and move back up for a cornerback because I feel like mm-hmm. there's more quality cornerbacks that you could get early second than I think they're once all the gone, edge though. rushers are gone they're gone I saw all the cornerbacks leaving too so I think we no come on now the we, only ones uh, we didn't lose Asante Samuel Samuel still there. there let's go trade up right now we why? get two corners oh yeah never mind <laughs> yeah we're gonna really solidify the secondary <laughs> okay well let's just start it up and I guess it's just yeah uh, let it ride all right we're gonna All right, so we uh, there goes Joseph Asai. There goes Asante Samuel at 39. Okay. Aaron Robinson, cornerback, is gone. Najee Harris goes to the 49ers. That'd be nasty. Because ETN, another yeah. quarterback gone. Patriots take Trask. That'd be interesting. Sit there behind Cam Newton for Ronnie for Perkins a year. just went at 53. 
right, so here Another we go. Another edge just went. All right, so now yeah, <laughs> we're on the board. I mean, this is the point in the draft where these sa- I, the, the two safeties on the board, Jamar Johnson from Indiana and Elijah Molden from Washington. I like those two guys a lot after doing some some digging into them. But as far as edge rusher is concerned, Peyton Turner is still on the board. We wouldn't be we wouldn't be reaching for okay, so do we think we need to grab Peyton Turner now or can we trade back a few spots? I think that you know, I don't know. I, looking at who else is there, if you wanted Peyton Turner, you probably gotta get him here. Well then I'm okay with that. I, that that would be my thought of I wouldn't want to risk, okay, hey, let's trade back, maybe pick up a pick next year or you know, or something that somebody really wanted here. Um, but I think if you know, if you were wanting uh to get an edge, I think you gotta pull the trigger. I mean PFF is talking about Turner could easily be in the first group of five edges off the board. I mean, he is he is pretty highly graded. I mean, six six two seventy. Um, I, I don't. I don't hate taking him here at fifty nine. After we already traded up to get J C Horn, I think that's. I'd be happy with that. I think we do it. Do it. Do pull it. Pull the trigger. Trigger pulled. All right. So, so now, now, yeah, now we wait till eighty nine. Traded away we, or ninety. So I think we pick. should pause real quick. Trade back in, and we should at least identify a player that we're looking to get. Okay. Real like so, we've gone. Well, I'm going to let this one roll because I doubt we're trading with the Bengals. Okay. Is that ahead. is that fair? Yeah. That's fair. So, um. All right. So now the Eagles are back up. Okay. So we've drafted our corner. We got our edge. So now we need to look at what we need to do after that. Is because we're not. You know, we have addressed the two biggest needs. Do we start looking wide receiver this early? I think there's three. I think you go either interior defender, right? Yeah. Wide receiver, tackle. Now those are your three. Okay, so now wide receiver wise, what were you who who were you guys thinking or like have thought of um wide receiver wise that you really like? Well, you guys look at wide receivers, I will say, unless I missed him come off the board, and I don't think I did. I would probably be looking Jamar Johnson, the safety out of Indiana here. Um they got him graded as a first to second rounder. So if we can trade back up and get him at the end of the second round. I just don't know how many safeties. Or no, I'm sorry, in the third round. Cool. How many safeties do we need? Well, how many safeties are they going to run? That's the thing. There's, Joe Woods wants to run a lot of safeties out there. I know we already have three. Yeah. <laughs> but I know he's going to want – I mean, if we're running three, the majority of the time they can't all be out there the whole game. But what wide receivers are available that you guys – can, looking I, can at. you pull up? Oh, we wouldn't even be able to look. You can look. In, oh, no, we can't see who's available right now, can we? No, I kind of hate that about their simulator. Okay. Well, or, you know, so receiver or interior defensive I, line. I mean, I uh, receiver-wise, a guy that, and I don't know if right here, I don't know if you'd have to trade up this high to get him, but uh, Darden. Jalen Darden? Yeah. Um, the guy is just... Uh, you know, he's a bit not a big wide receiver. He's five nine, one seventy four, but he's a big playmaker. Um Yeah, so the top guys are gone. Kadarius Tony is gone, Elijah Moore is gone. Um I'm just gonna kind of roll back through here and see who else was taken. Tylen Wallace is gone. That might have been a good one to 
try is, to target. Is, Yami uh, Brown is gone. Is Osa Odijizua still on the board? Odijizua? Yeah. I do believe he is. So he's projected second round interior defensive lineman. Now he's a little bit smaller, but I have heard good things about him. The guy out of uh, UCLA? Yeah. Yeah. Osa Odijizua. You know, we're kind of right in that range where um, – I don't know if we need to trade up. I guess it would just depend on these people in front of us. But that's kind of a name that I was keeping an eye on. We could trade up or we could sit tight at you know, 89 and see if he is still there. So we got to go 15 more picks or so, 16 more picks. I think he's gone. I think he'll be gone. If he's saying that he's projected second round, he's still hanging here. By 89 rolls around, I bet he's gone. Now we got the Lions coming up in a couple picks. One of their needs is interior defensive linemen. Um do we want to try to move up here and get in front of them? Yes, I think so. Okay, so do we want to do do the trade with the Eagles? Yeah, yeah let's try it. Try it. Okay, so we're going to give that. What are we giving up? Are we giving up eighty nine. Giving up eighty nine and one sixty nine. Want to try that? Yeah. Okay, they took it. Okay. Take them. Let's make our let's make our move. Okay, so Osa Adigizua. There he is. We're going to grab him. Yes. Yep. Blake's guy, better work, Blake. Otherwise, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we don't pick again until 110. Are we good sitting tight? Is there somebody else we want to come up and try to target? I don't think so. Not at this point. I think it's, I think we've addressed most of the needs now. And now it's just kind of like a best available position to need almost, in my opinion. Gotcha. So if we're not going to make any more trades, you want me to speed this thing up? Yeah, go ahead. Kind of get it going a little bit here. So we'll just zip right up to 110. See who's available. Man, Jamar Johnson's still on the board. Man, uh, I, I, regardless of who you're drafting or what you're thinking you need, you're taking Jamar Johnson, yeah. who's the 41st ranked player. Yeah, so you want me to grab, on the board grab at 110? Yeah, yeah. He's like that guy in your fantasy draft that just keeps like slipping. keeps slipping. Yeah, you're like I gotta take him. <laughs> I think you're taking me googly as an ACL tear. He's gonna be out for the year. <laughs> oh man, like, and look at this. Jamin Davis fell to 132. <laughs> The linebacker out of Kentucky. And that's somebody that I'd kept an eye on, too. I'd be perfect. I mean, I linebacker would, is a need. Well, and this, this is the exact spot where the Browns, Andrew Barry, they would take a guy like this. Yes, I agree. Go ahead and All take right, that so guy. we're going to take Jamin Davis. And then we've got two picks left. So we'll yeah, sit and tight these, for a little and bit. And these guys here, you know, you're kind of just taking a flyer there's, on somebody. I think there's a running back here to 11 that if he's on uh, the board still. Or I'm looking he's at there, tackle. Or tackle, you're right. Yeah, we do need to address that. Is Hainsey available? Uh, I don't think Hainsey's going to be available this late. No. Do you have anybody else in mind? As far as tackle's concerned? Yeah. That was kind of the big one I was keeping an eye on just because Brian was so I've big heard on about him last week. Brendan James, the tackle out of Nebraska. Uh, I guess, do we? Are, I assume the running back we're talking about is Puka. No, it was no. um, Ramondre, Ramondre uh, Stevenson. Stevenson. So do we think the guy, but I just don't know. I don't even know if he's there. He's I not. Didn't, I didn't see him, so I bet he's gone. I bu- Where's running back? There it is. Yeah. yeah, Stevenson's gone. Yep. So, a, I, I mean, would not take a running back here. I think you could get any one of these. And we're at, okay, so let's go to tackle. Let's look and see who's available there. Okay. So at tackle, top guy available is Colvin. Hey, taking a lineman out of Wisconsin is never a bad idea. He's six. Uh, he's a six five, three twelve, eighty one point six grade. Um, last season, 
You got Brendan James, 66th grade last season, 6'6", 300 pounds. Um, Robert Jones is there. He's a 6'5", 330, 75. So, I mean, your best graded guy out of there is the Wisconsin guy. So, I mean, if you're going to go tackle, I think you go there. What do you guys think? Like the guy from Nebraska is actually projected to go higher than him. Um, I, he's the one I've actually heard about. It says if he can add some serious muscle mass, he can start somewhere in the NFL. And we don't need a starter right now, so that's good. No, so if we can develop a guy, if we if we're drafting somebody that we're going to develop to possibly take, um, you know, one of our interior guys' spots down the road, mm-hmm. like a, we don't want to say it, but a Batonio, he's getting old. This might be a guy. Veteran level hands and pass protection uses them independently. Traffic, terrific at maintaining relationship between him and the defender he's blocking. Understands angles, feet that can stick at tackle, quick reaction ability, and his angle sets. So this, so right. I'm gonna, so I'm gonna debate against you of why to take <laughs> Cole. Run block grade last year for the Nebraska James, uh, fifty eight point two. Pass block seventy nine point uh, two. So. Better pass blocker than he is a run blocker. Cole Van Lannon, a little bit more uh, even. 82 run block grade, 71 pass block grade. So at this point in the draft, I don't care. Yeah, Justin, you're making the you, call. Justin, who you want? Oh, my gosh. You're on I, the spot. I really... <laughs> Wisconsin or take Nebraska? James. Take James. I mean, they're both, take, you know. Take James. James, it is. The yeah, debate. that way. That way, I won't feel bad when we get our report back, and it was like F terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that was Blake's guy. YouTube just like all the people are like, you guys are so dumb. I don't know why I you had took Carl that guy. On, number one on my big board. All right, so we're at two fifty seven here. It really does not make much of a difference um, for us doing a mock draft in the seventh round here. So. Close you your get, eyes and hit drive. I mean, yeah, I dude. would say go to wide. Just see what wide receivers are out there because this is where you know this is a Donovan Peoples Jones type right. of a pick of if there is anybody um, out there. Well, there's that, and I do not know how to say his name. I know Brian um, Bosarge last week talked about him. Josh Imator Behebe. I don't know wide receiver <laughs> right. out of Illinois. Hey, I, I I give you credit for trying. Yeah, he. I just called him Josh. The, the, the stuff I've read about him and like because he popped up in my newsfeed on some of this draft stuff because he he's so freaking just abnormal in his pro day stuff like he's he's a he's a freak athlete now is he a great receiver this is seventh round so take a flyer yeah, honestly i'd be surprised flyer. if the browns are picking it he's six two round. he's six two two twenty yeah, he's a big dude so he's a big guy just, he's got his biggest strength leaping ability we kind of um, need somebody like that all right so i'm just gonna grab him and then we'll see what we get graded at how do we do probably Oh, oh, uh-oh. All right, they did not dig. Whoa, yeah, they didn't dig the J.C. Horn trade up. Oh. Hmm. Only thing we got a nice grade on was the Peyton Turner. Yeah. I don't I don't understand pro football focus. Like, if the one of the biggest team needs for us is is corner, and we land a stud. A stud at in, 20? Yeah. Then he's projected at 11? Right. Yeah, I don't All understand. Right. I, that's why that grade doesn't really mean much to me i think that we did a good thing they're going and getting jc horn we didn't move up into the top 10 or top 15 to get him no got him in, in 21 in my opinion to. i don't care about the entire draft i cared about those first two picks correct really you know correct so. and, and you know i was happy getting peyton turner where we got him where we you know we stayed at 59 then we moved back up to get osa Diguzua. And then we stayed back. I mean, we landed a good safety a good linebacker a good safety at 110 with the guy was yeah yeah i we got to. I mean, I think I've heard stuff about Jamin Davis being a, a good linebacker prospect out of this class. We get him at 
132, cool. So, and then obviously, I'd be still right the draft this. was Brendan James on Nebraska. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't care right. what these guys yeah. say. I think we did all right. Well, all right, we'll see what YouTube thinks. Yeah, let us know what you guys think of our second mock draft. To be honest, we had this really awesome plan. We were going to attack this mock draft. Yeah, and then everybody got taken. We've been yes. texting. <laughs> we've been texting for the last three days about what our big plan was going to yeah. be and how we we're going to do this. And I don't know, Justin. Yesterday, you said I want JC Horn, and I did. We got JC, and I Horn. appreciate yeah. that, guys. Yeah. For real. And I think that he Cleveland he would, would be, appreciate yeah, it too. Absolutely. So. So let us know how we did, and I'm sure we'll do another mock at some point. It's been a lot of fun, and the more we do, the better we're hopefully going to get at them. Uh, so thank you for checking out another episode of The Dogs. Thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring today's episode. Remember, you can get 20% off and free shipping with promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, at Manscaped.com. Remember to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and please subscribe on YouTube. Lastly, head to the Northwest.com. Get 20% off your entire order when you 25. use 25. 25% off. My bad. <laughs> I had that in there, then I thought you said 20 earlier, and I changed it. Did I? Uh, Maybe you did. 25. It's 25. 25. <laughs> uh, use promo code DOGS there also, D-A-W-G-S, at checkout. Uh, get 25% off your entire order. Uh, we hope you guys liked our second attempt at the mock draft. Let us know what you think by commenting or drop us a voicemail, and uh, we'll see you guys all next week. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.